Hi, everyone, and welcome to Four Years of Faith, a podcast on Catholicism in college. I'm Mary Joy Kozak, and I'm here with my co-host, Kevin Jackson. Kevin, how's it going today? MJ, couldn't be better now that we're recording this podcast. I had a 9.30 class this morning. Those can be tough to get your mind right for, but made it through and uh, excited for our conversation here today. Absolutely. I had a relaxing Leo's breakfast with a friend this morning. No better way to start off the day, especially as a senior at Leo's. Today we're here with a wonderful guest to discuss another important topic within Catholicism, the Mass. As we mentioned last time, the intent of our show is to discuss interesting topics relevant to our Catholic faith as college students. Kevin, would you mind explaining a little bit about why we thought the Mass would be a topic worth discussing on our show? Definitely. So the Mass is the central celebration of the Catholic Church and something that most Catholics are very familiar with. People grow up going to Mass on Sunday with their parents, but for a lot of students, the Mass takes on a little bit different dynamic when they come to college. They have the choice of whether to go to Mass or not on Sundays, something that probably wasn't the case when they lived at home. So one of the themes we want to explore is whether the Mass is relevant for college students and what, if anything, students can learn from Mass. Exactly. Anytime you're looking at Catholicism, it's clear the Mass is fundamental to our faith, but it's often challenging to understand and appreciate the significance in the hour-long service that can honestly sometimes seem routine and monotonous. You know, we could spend several episodes, I think, MJ, going through this topic. It's, it's important. It's complex. You could look at it from a theological perspective, historical perspective. But our goal today is really to understand the importance that the Mass can have for individuals, especially students, and for their communities. And so we are now ready to welcome our guest. Yes, we would now like to welcome Dr. Jim Wickman to our show. Jim has 25 years of experience in Catholic Church leadership and administration on the university, diocesan, parish, and national levels. He currently works as the director of Catholic Life here at Georgetown and also teaches courses in the Catholic Studies program. We're incredibly excited to have him here with us today, and we're grateful that he's spending his time with us today. So, Jim, how are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks, Mary Joy. I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk about this topic. I, I think it's something, as you said, that's interesting. And any ways that we can use to try to make it more relevant to our students is, I'm, I'm, I'm there. So as you said, we're excited to talk about the Mass, have a conversation with you today, and in particular focusing on that relevance of the Mass for students. So to get a little bit of your perspective on this issue, it helps to know where you come from, how you're here at Georgetown now. So why don't you start by just giving us a brief description of your background and how you ended up here at Georgetown. Sure, I'd, I'd be happy to. So I've worked, as uh, MJ said, I've worked for a long time in the church, mostly worked in parishes. I worked for a while in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. Moved to Washington to begin working on my doctorate at Catholic U, which I did. Um, and while I was working there, I had a job at the parish here in Georgetown, Holy Trinity Parish. And I, as the, the dean of the School of Theology and Religious Studies at Catholic came up to me one December, I forget how many years ago it was, at the beginning of December and said he needed somebody to teach a course. It was all ready to go. It was a course on prayer and liturgy. It was my area. Would I be willing to do it? Well, not having much time to think about it, I said yes. I just thought, why not? Give it a try. So I, uh, I taught that course that semester. Uh, it went really well. I became a teaching fellow at Catholic. Um, I continued my work at the parish. Uh, but as I got closer to finishing the degree, a job came open at Georgetown. 
and it was director of music and liturgy in Dahlgren Chapel, and so I decided I would throw my hat in and give it a try, and I got hired, and I've been here ever since, and I love it. I've, I've been teaching in Catholic studies and working in, in the Catholic chaplaincy for almost eight years now, and it's, it's just terrific. So my current position is director of Catholic life. That's what I do. And so I work with all of our Catholic chaplains on our programming and, um, I, you know, with all of you guys. And it's great. Yeah, I know Kevin and I are really grateful um, to have gotten to know you over the past few years. And I think we speak for all students when we say that Georgetown's very lucky to have you well, here. Thanks. Thanks. So we're really excited to be talking with you today, particularly about the Mass. So in our experience, Catholics have a lot of ideas about what the Mass should or shouldn't be, but we don't talk much about what the Mass actually is at a fundamental level. So how would you describe what the Mass is to someone who is unfamiliar with it? That's a really good question, because you're right, we don't think about that very often. Uh, I would say uh, that the Mass is first and foremost an opportunity for an encounter with Christ. So followers of Christ come together to basically do what Jesus did. Remember at the Last Supper what Jesus said was, do this in remembrance of me. You know, that that's a, a we call that a mandatum or a command. The Latin word is mandatum. And so ever since then, ever since that day, 2,000 years ago, followers of Jesus have gotten together to do that. To do what? To share a meal, to share prayer, and to say the words that Jesus said once again so that they could become part of the body of Christ, become part of this communion. Now, of course, over those 2,000 years, that theology has developed, you know, over centuries, over centuries, to the understandings that we have today. And so the Mass is that opportunity for people to come together in communal prayer, to do as Jesus did and to become part of the body of Christ. Anytime you think about the Mass, it's clear that the Eucharist is at the center of that celebration. But I think a question a lot of people have is, if the Eucharist is at the center, why don't we just show up at 7 o'clock, 7.01, we're receiving the Eucharist and we're out the doors by 7.05. What's the importance <laughs> of the surrounding, the surrounding yeah. uh, ceremonies, rites that we go through as a community? That's a really good question, and, and and I'm sure that there are people that that would share that thought. I remember when I was a kid, during Lent, my mother would take us, and there were five of us, five kids, all a year apart. She would take us to mass every day during Lent. You know, that was part of our our Lenten observance, and um, she would always tell us, "Well, as long as we get there in time for the gospel, we're good." You know, so so Catholics often have this idea of, well, what time do I have to get there for it to be valid? And what time can I leave for it to be valid? You know, one of the things we have to, well, a couple of things we need to remember is there's there's two parts of the Mass. You know, there's the Word and the Eucharist, and they go together. The renewal of the liturgy, the reform of the liturgy at the time of the Second Vatican Council and following emphasized the importance of the Word and Eucharist. So that's one part of it that I think is important. Second thing that I think is important is it's the opportunity for communal prayer, to come together as a community because that forms us, that shapes us into the people of God. Christ calls us together to be his own. And then the third is, is the idea of transformation. You know, what we celebrate in the Eucharist through the prayers themselves and through the receiving of the Eucharist and through listening to the scriptures is we celebrate this transformation and the transformation of Christ 
and the passing of Christ through death to life and how we join in that. Uh, we join in that through listening to the scriptures, through the prayers, through the Eucharistic prayer itself, and through the reception of the Eucharist. So we are transformed with Christ through those actions. And by going through the ritual, that changes us, changes who we are. And so it's more than just receiving communion. It's taking part in that to which Christ calls us in that kind of transformation and that changing our lives with what Jesus has done for us. That's great. I, in talking with Father Greg Shendon, who we all know, he has quipped before that the priest is not just up there whipping up a batch of Jesus, as he would say. So I think that what you're getting at in the sense of transformation is so key to what the Mass is in that journeying with Christ through death to life. I think that's something that is really important for us when we go to Mass. Yeah, and and the ritual itself and the different parts of the ritual uh, from from the very beginning where we you know look at our sinfulness through listening to scriptures through the prayers at the preparation uh, through the Eucharistic prayer itself it leads us on that journey that's a good word uh, that journey with Jesus um, towards new life and th and this is this is what we're called to and this is why coming to mass, every day, every week. This is why Catholics are required, quote-unquote, to attend Mass on Sundays, because it's that opportunity to participate in the action of Jesus, in that giving of life, um, and celebrating that with others. So in that, with the Mass, you know, the way that the Mass runs, it's similar. You know, we, we go to Mass kind of expecting how it's going to go. Um, but with that, one of the issues is sometimes it comes across as monotonous. Um, and one theme that we constantly come across, um, you know, in our conversations with other students is that they don't really get much out of Mass, or even that it's boring. Uh, this seems to be a common reason people stop going to Mass in general. So how do we address concerns, um, you know, some of which Kevin and I have experienced sure. as well before? Mm -hmm. um, how do we address concerns that the liturgy is boring or irrelevant even? Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I understand that. I get that. You know, I've been doing this a long time, and this is probably the thing that I have struggled with the most over the years, more than anything else, is, uh, is that question. And uh, now working with college students, working at a university, uh, it's even more important. I think that what we do here at Georgetown gives us the opportunity to celebrate the liturgy that is for our students, that is focused on our students, and through the music and through the preaching and through doing what we do really well. I think here uh, and at any university, you have the opportunity to speak to a certain age group. So that makes it a little bit easier to have good homilies. And I think our Jesuits, I think our priests have good homilies. I think that they do make an attempt to speak to uh, the people that are there. And so we have that advantage. Part of it is, is how much people understand about what it is that we're doing. Uh, part of it is, are we doing it well enough so that they can understand what we're doing? I think that's, that's one of the answers. Exactly. I know from our experience uh, here at Dahlgren, Georgetown does a terrific job with all of their masses. And I think that's one of the things that's tough. A little bit of what we alluded to before is the fact that students, when they think of mass, they think of when they were kids and their parents made them go and they went and it was boring because they didn't understand what was going on or that their priest 
was really only talking to the adults. And that's one of the things that I think Kevin and I both really appreciated about Georgetown is the fact that it's a setting, especially in Dogen Sunday nights, where the students run the mass and they're the ones at the mass. Um, and I think the Jesuits, again, know that and they're able to tailor their masses towards the student population. Um, and I think that's definitely been a helpful factor in students you know, really liking mass here at Georgetown. I, you know, one of the issues that, that, you know, and I think that's very true, and I think that we uh, do a good job of that here. Um, <clears throat> one of the issues that, that, that really is at the root of this is what is the purpose of the Mass? Um, and the, uh, the uh, question of participation. For example, we could, in Dogman Chapel, do music that students would love to come and listen to. And we could do music that would be entertaining and fun, or at least somebody would define as fun. I think what we do now is fun, but what other people would define in a certain way as being fun. Um, we could do music that would be not that people wouldn't be singing with. But is that participation? You know, the, the question uh, of entertainment versus participation, how you do that, what kind of music you do, those are all questions that we struggle with all the time when trying to make decisions. Yeah, I think that point about being fun, being entertaining, that's something that for me was kind of a transition point, my understanding of mm -hmm. the Mass, mm -hmm. in the sense that the, the purpose of the Mass is not to be fun or entertaining. And I, I don't say that to make it sound like I hate fun, because, right, I, right. because I don't, <laughs> yeah. you know, nothing wrong with fun. But when I realized that the Mass was not about those things, it actually helped me appreciate those things more. So once I realized that the Mass was not just about the music, but rather about us coming together as a community and worshiping, and as you mentioned, coming to know Christ more deeply through that experience, I began to enjoy the, the music, the homilies, as things that really help us in that goal and I definitely enjoyed them more as opposed to when I was looking at them as a form of entertainment. So that's that's a really good point, Kevin. I appreciate you said that because that's exactly what we're trying to do in the Catholic chaplaincy. What we're trying to do is help our students go deeper. Uh, whether it's learning more about St. Ignatius and Ignatian spirituality, whether it's being involved in sharing their faith in our faith groups or going on one of our retreat programs, what we're trying to do is help students go deeper into who they are and who they belong to. Who is this Jesus? Who is God? And who is Jesus to them? Who is Jesus to you? And how can I help you find that? How can I help you discover that for your life? So the Mass is one of those places where we're also trying to do that, where we're trying to go deeper. So yes, we should have good music, and yes, it should be performed well, and yes, people should enjoy it. But at the same time, I want to go deeper than that. What does the music lead us to? What does participation lead us to? It leads us to this encounter with Christ, to this transformation. It leads us to what God is calling us to, which is life in Jesus. In terms of the idea of mass not being maybe entertaining, I think an issue with that is kind of our expectation going into mass. Like if we're looking to go to mass to be as entertained as when we go to a concert or when we watch a TV show, it's a different kind of entertainment um, in the sense where, you know, we can go deeper in that relationship mm -hmm. with God and, you know, have an experience that is basically unlike any other hour we have in our week. 
yeah, thanks, MJ. And again, really agree with uh, what both you and Jim have said. Jim, we want to turn now to the importance of worshiping in community. Obviously, the Mass is done in a, commun- in a communal setting, uh, and that's something that seems important to what we do as a, as a uh, Christian community. So what's the importance of coming together as a community? Well, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. One of the things that I don't think people realize is one of the rules about the liturgy following the Second Vatican Council is that there must always be at least one other person present besides the priest. So a priest never says a mass by himself. There's always one other person present. So you could say two people makes a community. I know that's not much, and that's, that doesn't show the importance of a whole group of people coming together. But I think it's important to know that that's how the church looks at the celebration of the liturgy. It's not an individual thing, that the mass is something that's done with others. Most basic level. Here at Georgetown, we come together because we're called by God. God calls us to come together. Meeting in community means we can have each other as support in difficult times. It means we can look to the others around us to say, okay, I'm not the only one. Uh, We can look to each other for questions, whether it's about our faith or things that are going on. Uh, And we can look to each other for reassurance that, um, that this is a place where we can come together, where God is present and that we can answer that call to to being uh, together in prayer for this time. MJ, you've said to me previously that your first couple of years of your college experience, your experience of faith was more at an individual level. But talk about the importance of still going to mass and being, you know, in a community even in those those years where you felt like your faith was more individual. Yeah, no, absolutely. So my freshman and sophomore year, went to mass every Sunday. Loved Dahlgren still. Um, but didn't didn't do uh, much in my faith outside of that experience on Sunday night mass, and I thoroughly enjoyed Sunday night mass. But I think what was neat, even you know, as a freshman and sophomore, one of the things that I've really liked about Dahlgren and about Georgetown in general is the fact that the ability to go to mass and be surrounded by your peers, who you know you have class with or it lives on the same floor as you. I never had that experience um, in terms of going to mass with peers my age growing up. So the ability to be surrounded by tons, a whole church full of people my age, I think was really, really neat and emphasized the fact that, you know, faith is not just on an individual level. You know, there's the communal aspect as we've been talking about as well. In the church, what do we call that? We call it the body of Christ. We come together as the body of Christ and Christ makes us into the body of Christ. So yeah, I mean, being together in community, not only is it seeing your friends and seeing people you know from class in your dorm, but it's, 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 coming to do that in a much different way well and the one thing explicitly in the mass too is when you know we say the our father and or at, sure. if we go to seven o'clock mass we sing the our father and um, the ability to it's kind of a tradition where people hold hands with those next to each other mm-hmm. yeah i i've also found that we as individuals come to be affirmed in our belief as well it's not always the easiest thing to be catholic to be christian in our culture and I think that there's really great power in being at Mass, seeing those around you, and being uplifted as you worship alongside them, as you say, even physically holding hands with people. I think that's so uplifting uh, in the midst of our weeks. And just going off that, I think another reason people don't always go to Mass, especially here at Georgetown, is because they're busy. And especially on Sunday nights, that can be the busiest time of the week for some people. A lot of studying to catch up on after a weekend. 
MJ, why don't you say a little bit about why someone should make time to go to Mass on Sunday? Yeah, no, I think the idea of being busy is, you know, people say Georgetown has a busy culture, which I can totally understand and recognize. Um, the fact that there's Google calendars always filled to the brim. Um, but I think one of the things that's so neat about Mass is the ability to go as a way to start off the week, a way to reflect on the past week, um, and a way to look forward to the following week. I think the benefits that you could get from an hour at Mass are very different than <laughs> the incremental benefits from an hour more at Lau. And I think that, in general, the idea of being busy, I, while I can totally understand it, I think the the opportunity to just take a pause in your week, go to Dahlgren, I would be inclined to think that people leave Dahlgren after an hour feeling so much better. It just goes back to what we were talking about, about community. So, you know, you see each other in, in Leo's and you see each other in class, but this is a different kind of coming together and a different kind of community. And I think that getting away, as you said, MJ, from everything for this time and trying to go deeper, uh, you know, deeper into who you are and who you belong to uh, is the, you know, every week you get the opportunity to do that, to think about other things or think about nothing just for a while you know that's that's possible too i can remember when i first started here i i remember going to the 11 p.m mass where we don't have music but i remember you know sometimes in the in the springtime when the doors are open to dahlgren sitting in dahlgren and experiencing the quiet of dahlgren during that mass and listening to the fountain and just feeling because we got caught up in that business too just feeling the peace uh, that 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 enabled. Great. So one fun question to finish us off, Jim. Is there a vivid or funny memory that comes to mind about a mass that you've attended? Uh, you know, that's a really great question because, you know, mass is uh, something that we do as human beings. So a lot of times things happen, funny things happen, and things that. Uh, we forget things, uh, we play music in the wrong key, you start at the wrong time, you leave out a prayer. I mean, there are just over the years, so many different things have happened. I'm thinking of something in particular that that is a uh, kind of really interesting ritual moment in the life of the church. Um, you know, when, when a church is dedicated, a brand new church is dedicated, the uh, one of the rituals that happens as part of that is to anoint the walls uh, with holy oil. So when I was working in Milwaukee in the worship office, we renovated the cathedral. Uh, major renovation. Took a couple of years, you know, brand new, new altar, everything. So we did a dedication. Dedication mass with the archbishop, tons of people attending, televised, all this stuff going on. For the anointing of the walls, uh, the instruction to the priest was to place the oil on the wall and to place a good amount of oil on the wall. So my boss told the priests who were going to be walking around doing the anointing, spread the oil on the wall, make it a, a, a prominent symbol. So this one priest on one side of the cathedral did just that. He did it in the wrong spot, though. He ended up spreading all the oil on latex paint. And if you've ever seen what oil can do to latex paint, let me just say this. About two weeks later... Uh, back in the worship office, my boss received a, a letter from the rector of the cathedral with a bill for repainting the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> ritual can be interesting, uh, and things can happen, and that was just one of those times. That's pretty funny. Thanks again, Jim. And this was a blast, and we greatly appreciate you joining us on Four Years of Faith. 
Oh, you're welcome. I'm happy you asked me and happy to be here. Thank you, Jim. And thank you for listening to Four Years of Faith, a podcast on Catholicism in college. I'm Kevin Jackson. And I'm Mary Joy Kozak. We'll see you next time.